0: Shabazz. You're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. In this episode, I talk to New York MC Emily. Emily recently released a song called Dear Corona. The song speaks on the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. The proceeds from the sale of Dear Corona will go to help people in the hip hop community to assist with their medical expenses and loss of work. In this episode. Emily talks to us about why she made Dear Corona, her beginnings in the arts, and her upcoming debut album. You have a background in film. What made you decide to be an MC?
1: Good question. Background in film, what made me decide to be an MC? Okay, I'll have to reverse engineer that question because MCing came to me first as far as a love before. I ever had the inclination to go throw myself into filmmaking and editing. I was, um, I I grew up in the era of the cypher. So everywhere around me, um, in school, after school, you know, classic shit, lunchroom tables, hallways, that was always going on. And I always had a whole bunch of guy friends and a lot of them happened to rap. And, um, one day I just happened to be, um, walk in and found a group of my guy friends having a rap cipher that I had never really seen them doing this before and I was like oh what they doing and not even taking them seriously like oh what they doing because I was already kind of an alpha female already in my heart and um I seen what they was doing and I was like oh man this is dope man I could do this and I just, but I just kept listening. I kept listening. And then eventually I jumped in the cypher and like killed it in like two bars, something crazy. And that was like fifth grade when I knew like this was something. It didn't get cemented for until further down the road, but it was seeded and cemented in fifth grade. Filmmaking didn't come until, let's see, um, maybe uh, maybe three or four years later, after I had joined a performance group that largely shaped like my, my career as a performing artist because I joined this youth group at 12 years old. And it was um, founded by Black arts activists and Black Panthers. And it was leadership training and performing arts combined with 50 shows a year. And those founders, one of them was a director and a screenwriter and ended up going on to chair the film department at Columbia University. So just having that example and just shadowing him and seeing the types of things he was doing. And they did introduce a little bit of media training, but I wasn't around at the time. But just seeing that it was accessible to us in some form or fashion, that came a little later. But so it was a little reverse for me.
0: Wow. wow. So, OK, film, like. Why, why wasn't that? um <clears throat> young energy directed towards hip hop 100%.
1: Um in term why wasn't why wasn't film directed to me as a young person?
0: Yeah no I mean like what made you go into film if hip hop was like a thing from the beginning?
1: Oh, that's a great question um actually because there's a as a female there's a lot of discouragements and a lot more obstacles and a lot more things to figure out as a young female doing hip-hop um, and film it's a little bit more of what I can off the top just call like an anonymous art you know like it's it's more of a meritocracy. It's really about the product at the end of the day, you know? Like, how good is what we're seeing? Does it mean anything? Does it move us? Does it look a way that we're going to remember, you know? Does it, you know, reference or reflect something about us, you know? And um, sometimes it feels like hip-hop is a lot more subjective, especially when it comes to a woman doing it, you know? Um, so I think probably what stopped me well, not stop me, but what urged me in that direction more so was seeing that, wow, all I have to do is know what buttons to push and how to, you know, use the software. And I can basically create anything that I want to um, on a level of, of a whole bunch of people already doing it. Don't sign me up. Where do I go? How can I do it? And I was just able to go take free classes, go see workshops here, watch YouTubes here, go to the library, do this, do that, and figure it out on my own. And hip hop is like, even though you're figuring it out on your own and you can put together your music and and things like this, you're still going to need some kind of compliment to start to making headway. It's it's not just about your product. Um, And even that, there's so many things that go into it. So probably just the more do-it-yourselfer welcome open space that filmmaking gives um
0: yeah I've seen the photos of you with the MPC um is that your your, uh DAW what's what's in your uh workstation
1: Yeah, this is technically, this is my, my creative partner, Malcolm, who's, um, he goes by Emsky Young. This is technically the studio he founded and that I now co own with him. And in the pictures, you see me with the MPD 24 actually, and this is all his equipment. So I'm, I'm super front for real. I don't want none of this, (laughs) but, um, uh, you know, as soon as, you know, as soon as the budget increases, I'm going to get, I'm going to have my whole, I'm going to have a whole other stash of equipment that's going to be all me but yeah this is an MPD 24 um when I was working with DJ Fred once um in TME Pro Studios in the South Bronx he actually has an MPC 2000 and I can't remember what else he had but he um I was helping him track stuff into that and that's super crazy like just the the generations of the the technology is super crazy and that's 20 years ago now so um so I've had my hand on basically whatever I could get it on. And um, in the workstation right now, in the Brooklyn studio that we're at at Sublime Crime Productions, it's the MPD-24. Um, mostly, We mostly work out of Fruity Loops um, Pro Tools as well. We also have a ton of vintage um, equipment here. We have a Korg synthesizer. Um, what else we got? Old Yamaha cassette decks. <laughs> What's that over there? Hoover Phonic, Stereophonic, um, EQs. We got we got so much classic stuff out here, a bunch of vinyls, a bunch of records. Um, yeah, so just a hodgepodge. And I'm just a kid in a candy store when it comes to, like, techniques and mechanics of hip-hop. Because I'm just really into, like, how things work, you know, how, how sound is created, how art is made, how how you make a film, how you you know make a song I'm, I'm really into that I'm a nerd about that stuff so
0: that's dope though thank um, you yeah you're welcome I listened to your song my life and I thank was you. impressed at how the song went from boom bap to singing to trap without sounding crazy um, <laughs> w- what inspired the song my life hey, that's pretty good
1: silent decisions tupac isms the rap in general facing cyphers like a fainty facing federal my heavy eyelids are with emeralds and petals rolls play ground crack vials drug schedules and social codes all in my skin cells Coating the butts Walls on my tongue i spit they lack of taste need a green apple bomb collecting jewels and flavors cleansing palates from toxins my music gingerin' inners innards, wind up the options I was an artist overthinking audience famished will you hear my voice and catfish with the glow and talent these agents love please hide and popping shit I'm trapped in my dreams Like to wake is a process Man, all I ever wanted was peace in my skin More steel in my vertebrae Income coming in Flow spasms, orgasms, swipes unlimited Create toast, cinnamon Bread, yolk, and grilling grillin' it Culinary with the wavy spice Soak melanin and provoke many men Enter bar by 50 cent You can bank on my buck That my Tony's pelican But the hell I'm heavin' in Is an end and beginning to my life If you look in my life See what yeah. I see uh uh-huh. huh. Weapon stack poetic, license to kill shit. In the name of all that didn't kill me, they can't speak for me. If uh. you look in my life, see what yeah. I'm you, 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 you. Highways with line lanes, exits I need change. Braving rules that ain't life, paid for life, me, they life, can't speak the for sunshine. me. let Less- Noisy, poison, quiet, deception, you can't tell me, nada, Nathan, about how I can't levitate this. D'Angelo, David Blaine, voodoo magic in my veins, recipes that do exchange, out of darkness litty waves, niggas better check their English, kiss the rings, for to try to come for person, places, things, niggas put an adjective to verb speed, I'm from a violent that decree, and you don't know about shit about a woman, dog, all we know is blood and pain and afterthoughts, and all you know is numbing drugs and alcohol, and trying to figure self-care sabotage, niggas can't figure, picks that's bigger when they can't use a finger to touch that trigger, learning my philosophies from niggas who burn trees and hard knock degrees and contracts. Talk about my life, you box me in Telling me that I'm just like her, them, and him Nigga, I understand association But we're made for the transcendent Wait, wait, hold up I'm getting way too close to my quota Too many spiritual bars that untold her When you gonna sell some sex or quote Malcolm X Or get milky breast, Or design a dress or get viral press Or deteriorate from the mental stress So you can see me and say that I look a mess And take my words out of context and transgress I ain't press My life is first and foremost Inspired by Afeni Shakur And And um, Tupac's mother, Fainy Shakur, to be specific. And she was the founder of that youth group I mentioned. Um, he was Tupac's godfather. And he ran in the same Black Panther part in New York chapter as, as a Fanny. And long story short, she came to watch us um, perform a couple of times. Like, she saw me rap. I met her. That was super dope. She hugged me. She's such a beautiful person, such a good spirit. And then um, we helped her with some youth programming. She was building out in Atlanta. in um, the name of two, I think it was called Amaro Kids. And then when they were doing the Broadway show, we had some cross collaboration. So long story short, I've had this connection with her and I was always very inspired by Pac. But um, when she made transition, they asked me to speak at the New York service and I don't mean like they asked me to speak like weeks in advance and I had all this preparation time and then I showed up and presented it I mean like the day of the service I showed up and was like hey hey Uncle Jamal how you doing is everything okay y'all need any help and he was like uh yeah um, actually um I have something I want you to read and I was like um okay and he handed me the speech that she gave in court, the day the Black Panthers were like, like the last day they were all on trial for like 500 something years and like a hundred charges and like everything was on the line and Afeni was the speaker, like the defender of the whole Black Panther party. And this was the speech she gave that ended up getting acquitted of all charges. And they wanted to present a piece of that speech and they wanted me to read it. (laughs) Um, And I was like, what? Um, so again, long story short, um, I did a cold read, wasn't that good. He was like, I know you could do this. I just need you to feel it. Why don't you go listen to uh, some of her speeches and then try it again. And then, you know, we'll be ready to go. Um, and I did listen. And the one speech I listened to was one of her women's day speeches. And she, she said, I'll never forget in part of it. She was just like, and where are the women? where are you where are your stories where where are your words where are your where are your gifts where are your talents you know speak if if we don't if you don't tell our stories we will be erased you know they already don't believe we were there they already forgot we've been there and she had this whole rant about this and it just stuck with me so hard i started crying like pouring out tears just pouring out of my eyes and then he was like all right you're ready okay And then I went out and gave the speech. But um, it was time for me to really start to get put together what my music was going to be for the first time. I was in that group for half my life. I was into my 20s from 12 years old, just performing in choirs and for groups and creating for other people. And I really had so much unsaid things. And then Um, this whole inspiration of Afani and everything she had done as a revolutionary, but also as an artist. She was a photographer. She, you know, she was a a gardener. She cultivated land. She was super cultural and just very touched by that and how much people don't talk about it and how much she supported other women as well. So my life was like a nod to her and telling my story, but also speaking for all the untold stories Um, especially of women, and especially of women who don't fit the conventional, um, you know, the conventional stories and and looks and aesthetics that get celebrated and feeling like an underdog, but also just feeling like a silenced underdog. So this was me saying the first thing I had to say to the world, pretty much.
0: Wow, that's, that's heavy, man.
1: That's (laughs) Is it?
0: Yeah, I, mean, Shakur, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's a dope experience. It's, it's, you know, unfortunate circumstance, but right. you got to meet her before and, you know.
1: Right. So thankful for dope.
0: that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, you know what? I'll tell you too. They, they said it. I thought they was just saying it, but when I watched the footage back, um, like I really felt in the moment when I started telling that speech, like she came through me like like some real shit. I think I still have it on my Instagram and it's floating on YouTube somewhere in the whole long service and I'm mixed in there. but um just like hearing hearing her speak and certain women like her and, and sometimes it's not even about women, but just the, the spirit in something that helps me to break out of so many years of my life being silent. And being just you know conditioned to experience life and you know it doesn't matter that like you're super talented and that's dope you know but you need to just do this and you need to just make sure this gets done for other people and you know don't even worry about becoming like this because people like you don't do that and so it, it it just inspired me so much and it felt like I needed to I needed to give back to that spirit. I need to reconnect with that spirit because I mean that's exactly what a lot of us are fighting today, the disconnect, the detachment, you know, from our real selves. So
0: Okay. Um, on a lighter note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Am I I'm weighing writing- down the interview? <laughs>
0: Nah, it's all good. It's all good. No, that was that was amazing. I was I wasn't expecting that background, but this is kind of funny wow. because I was watching the um the teaser, the single grain of rice. Oh um, you said we never broke K and I was like, Oh my god, she's a <laughs> wrestling fan. <laughs> I'm a
1: wrestling fan. Yes, on a lighter note. Yeah, that's short. If you are if you know wrestling, right? That little teaser yeah. let the cat out of the bag, right?
0: Yeah, I was like in Iron Sheik reference. I'm like, holy shit, she's hey. a wrestler. <laughs> How did you get into yeah. wrestling? And who are some of your favorites?
1: Into the feed, like silk sheets, clay pot, curry bars, ring recipe. You niggas give lack promos is a lack speech. We never broke K-fade, we some iron sheep sack I'm a real mean gene, I'm a mic chief. Words. I'm a dance hall queen ghetto Aichin. Okay. Worth the Punjabi Bengali six hindis You don't want the smoke, spice or the tea leaves I've Been a while since they see me thrive Haters is giddy I've been trying to keep a smile out in New York City That's I know hard. your style know. Loud fronts, they mild and graphic teeth. I like that old silent pal before I did it uh-huh. This for borrowing and heating up the water for your skin rinse This for oven doors cracked like black hips Come on. This for pantries, hand me down stock tips This for the words on our last Poets, black lips, corner yeah, store, yeah, stick yeah. up New Delhi, frame up yeah. The firm, the firm biz, musical change up Decolonize, indie, change my name up Coconut, cilantro, and lime the game up yeah. Yeah. Single grain of rice, tip the whole scale You just a chip off hip-hop's toenail <laughs> Oh man, I... I was a wrestling fit. Um, that that must have been a craze. I need to really look back on that year in my life because I was what sixth grade had to be before. but I was a big time boy when I was younger and wrestling. I don't know how it all came about, but all of a sudden, I I was begging my father to buy wrestling shirts and figuring out ways to hustle and money to get more wrestling shirts. I was wearing them like every day, like literally five days out the week, I was wearing a wrestling shirt and sweatpants. I was trying to figure out some way to get to a ticketed event. Didn't figure it out yet, but I was was determined. Um, When WWF New York was open, um, again, begged my father, and he eventually did take me um, and a couple of my friends at the time over there twice. And I got to meet a couple wrestlers. I had VHSs like out the ass. Like I had a whole WrestleMania box set. I had books. I had like Mick Foley's autobiography. Like it was crazy. I had the life size poster of China, like the calendar, but it was China, like five, like six feet. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, are you,
0: are, you, are you still a fan?
1: Yeah, I'm still a fan. It's crazy because I stopped watching for a couple of years and I don't know, it must have been a long time, but all I know is that, okay, I came back and for the past year, maybe maybe the past two years, I've been basically like catching up and just reacquainting myself and seeing like all the broken stems of where I left off. And sadly, it's like, oh my God, I stopped watching and Daniel Bryan had an entire career. (laughs) Oh man, this is crazy. Like um so yeah I I had this hiatus period um but it's really interesting because now when I reconnect with fans and like super aficionados and we're talking um because I missed out on that period they're super interested to hear like what I have to say when I'm like what do you mean John Cena had a rap career what do you mean like and and they're like you didn't know and I'm like no that's mad weird what and then I'm watching it back and I'm like whoa this happened what Yo, this is ridiculous. And then I'm like, how does WWE own everything? Wait, what happened to the F? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, but I'm a, I'm a, I love the old school stuff. Super, super love the old school stuff. So like I was a bit, I loved Randy Macho Man Savage. Um, Who else? Um, I mean, I came up in the attitude era. I know everybody's like, uh, attitude era. But hey, that was my childhood. What can you tell me? Um, ECW <laughs> was super huge too at the time. So yeah. I don't, yeah, I have all types of sick thoughts and everything because of growing up in that era. So, um, yeah, oh, man, I can't even list. Um, we, oddly, I loved Cactus Jack. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. Mick Foley, yeah, he's all right. But Cactus Jack, yeah, I'm feeling what he's yeah. doing. RVD, um, I was a big China head, as you could tell. Um, Who else was around? Tag team. I love the Dudleys. I was just, um, Malcolm was (laughs) watching some old ECW the other night, and I was like, oh, man, I love the Dudleys. Um, Of course, The Rock, you know, just for promo skills and just overall charisma and stuff. I feel like there's so many names I'm not saying now. But, um, yeah, watching it back, learning about, like, People I name in the songs too, Cold Scorpio, and of course Ric Flair, Four Horsemen, types of it, um, Degeneration X, um, who but technically though, like people with skill, skills, like in ring skills. Anyway, let me let me let you talk because you could tell we could talk about that all day, right? Oh
0: yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'm a big wrestling fan too.
1: Dope.
0: Uh, I'm I'm older than you, so my right. like. Heyday was like in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I
1: go, hey, I go back now. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I started I, watching. I watched it. even from before that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's so available now. I mean, it's right. You could go really, they own everything, like you said. You could watch anything, but yeah, I started watching in 84.
1: Mm.
0: I never really stopped watching, like mm. my fandom, you know, waned here and there. But I always, would, if I didn't watch it on TV, I would read about it mm. just, just to see what was going on. So I've always kind of kept in touch. But oddly, when I was a kid, women's wrestling was really bad. It was terrible. Right, right, right. And it's so good now. Yeah. And I watch now for for the women.
1: Yeah. For real, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm more impressed with the with the way the people like uh, Charlotte Flair and Oscar. Yeah,
1: Shayna you know? Baszler, Bianca Belair is killing it. Yeah,
0: there's so many good workers now, and you know yeah. that's what I tune in for. I don't necessarily love it like I used to, but right. I tune in to that stuff.
1: Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah.
0: That's cool. I mean, that's 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 I I the kayfabe just blew me away. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm going to see. That's, I'm that's working on oil. some, huh?
0: That's a super inside term. I don't think uh, anybody else would know what that is, but mm.
1: that's cool. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Let's okay. keep it that way for a little while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A little while. Uh, Sublime Crown Productions.
1: Mm-hmm. What?
0: What's? What is your role within the company?
1: It is, let's see, when I first got here, what was it? I was really just on like a consultant studio assistant basis when I first got here and Malcolm had pretty much been running it as a one-man show um, because he had other businesses and things and um he's super creative so he had other projects um so i was really just like organizing um like the youtube page and the content and seeing seeing what was laying around and figuring out how to you know get sessions run and you know just what the overall feel of the studio was to to give it a little shape and structure and you know be part of getting its legs like up and walking and somehow in the blink of a year or two it basically turned into me being partner and co-owner and now um, we have a tv show that's on two public access networks and then stream on digital and so I help produce that curate that um, edit it when we have artists that come to get interviewed, I'm filming it. He's hosting it. I'm filming it. Um, I'm helping set up before we film. I'm helping break down after we film. Um, I'm helping putting all the media packages together. I'm talking to all the publicists and managers to get the artists here and to and to do the bookings and everything. I'm running the Instagram and the social media, um, you know, situating all the backend copyright issues and clearances and um, I'm sweeping and mopping, you know, <laughs> so it's just become, you know, my baby in, in this time. And I've been so grateful because it's, it's also given me a hub, with which to directly create. And so basically every visual you've seen in the past few years, I've shot here. We have a whole like green screen room. And um, so I've literally filmed everything here and practice a lot here. And as I already told you, all the equipment, me and the MPD, I've recorded a lot of songs here. A lot of the songs I've created and the ones coming on my upcoming album, he's produced. So. Yeah, it's been a real blessing. This was the first time in my life, this in the studio in the Bronx, that I had access to equipment, creative equipment, the first time. Every other thing was maybe a class if I could get to one. So, yeah, it's been a real blessing.
0: That's dope. Yeah. Okay. Um, Your song, Dear Corona, talks about the crisis the world is in right now. Um, Please explain to the listeners of the podcast how they can get the song and the great cause that the proceeds will go towards supporting.
1: 20 was supposed to be chill. You hit the red man voice said, nah, let's get ill. So keeping it real, 2020 signal started a shift. Golf swing, foresight from hindsight and up to the lift. So I'm going to take this continental drift and jam my thoughts. While the city's on lockdown with the quarantine cup, Making sense of what we gained in the law. So, dear Corona, this analysis comes straight from the heart. Now, excuse my attitude and jaded mental in general. I'm a young black female immigrant millennial, raised on hip hop and studied political science. And from New York, I question everything from noise to the silence. And I'ma say that you're wildin', even though I'm highly inspired. You strip the world of its means and publicly dress up new desires. Poetic on our disconnect and numbness, is norms. And you, fashion killer, you made the mask and glove our new no uniforms. Dear Corona, like the world is mine. Yours, Yeah, you remind me that was nah. straight can turn. turn if it bends and curves. While busy hoarding and gouging, well. i am a dig with spurs. Yeah, well, in earth emerge, never yeah. forgetting wild taste uh. of the dish you serve uh, and the lines you blur. Dear Corona, has been a few weeks. Awesome. Based, like, so, "Dear Corona" is a song, and it is currently streaming for free on SoundCloud. That is soundcloud.com slash Amelia E-M-I-L-I-A-O-T-T-O-O. That's my government. Um, and it's also streaming for free on bandcamp.com slash Emily M C. And if you go on the Bandcamp to listen to it, you have the option to hit the like the purchase or the buy button. And that's Actually, a donation button because all the proceeds from the song are being donated to DJs and people in the hip hop community who are in need of medical or financial assistance because they had pre existing like medical conditions um, before COVID and then they lost work because of the lockdown. So, you know, they're in bad shape. You know, people with kidney failure, people with um, respiratory dysfunctions, and people who like are in really bad shape. They, they couldn't leave the house if they wanted to, you know, and, um, they need pills, they need this, they need that. So yeah, that's, that's where all the money's going. There was a, there was a big outcry, um, largely unheard. Cause if you, if you don't know, I guess you wouldn't know, but, um, so many DJs lost work and there was just no resource for them. And a lot of the companies that supply the DJ's equipment that they buy from and that they openly support really weren't saying anything there was really no reach back for them so a lot of people were just stranded and um you know we're all in the same boat but I really felt for the DJ's because I feel like a lot of people don't respect DJ's a lot you know or give them the due um And I just know so many who who were already had medical difficulties. So I just want to do my part. It may not be that much, but I just want to do my part, you know. So, yeah, right now, those are the two places, SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Bandcamp, um, ideally, so you can donate the money you do. It's $2, but you do have the option of giving more. Again, all of it is going to those people. And then I'm going to release it on all the streaming platforms as soon as possible. So you can just keep. Tune to my social medias, um, for those releases or just type it in your, your preferred streaming outlet and see if it's up yet.
0: Okay. Now, when can we expect to hear the Emily album?
1: Yes. Ooh, God knows. I was, I was, um, low key, low key was going to go Earth Day as the release, April 22nd. Um, We're gonna see how that's shaping up. I'm literally three songs from completion. So um, it just turns out one of those songs is really, really special. And I don't wanna say too much, but it does depend on the services of a few other special people. So just situating that amidst the quarantine is a little bit of a challenge. But definitely coming up very, very soon. Very soon. I'm excited.
0: Dope. All right. Emily, thank you for joining the RealHipHop.com podcast.
1: RealHipHop.com podcast. (laughs) Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Peace. Peace. The real hip hop, MC, and DJing from your own mind, you know. I, I guess right now we should start the show.